Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1OMG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hello, welcome to 902-1OMG. It's another installment of your favorite podcast, everybody. Hi, you guys. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. I can't keep my eyes off your sweatshirt. It's so great. Where'd you get it? You like my? Oh wait, sorry, I jiggled. Oh. You like that? <laughs> For says, many, many reasons. Yes, I do. It's very tight and fitted. It says nine o two. No, nine heart two one heart mg. So I guess nine o two one omg. This is our new merch, people. It can be very yours. cute. It yeah, is merch so is soft. Clicked. Is it soft? I haven't gotten mine yet. It's so soft soft and so (sighs) comfy and I love it and you guys will love it too. So be sure and get yours. How do they get their their merch, Tor? Click the link in our bio at 902.1 OMG podcast 
and you can get yours too. Wear it with mm-hmm. us. Send us pictures, you guys. We want to see you in our merch. Yes. We want to see you wearing us. That would be fun. <laughs> Everybody wears our merch. It would be so fun. How are you, sis? I'm good. Yeah. A lot, there was a lot in this episode, ladies. This episode was like so many uh, what the f, f moments yeah. mm-hmm. for me. We're talking oh, about episode 12. B-Y-O-B. Air date January 10th, 1991. So Brandon's first experience with tequila isn't as meaningful (laughs) as his second when he and Brenda host a party while their parents are away. Ah, this just screams trouble. Yeah. I mean, the episode starts with peer pressure, just right out the gate. I mean, I love an episode where there's party. Like where there's a big house party. I don't know. A yeah, movie right. where there's a house party or a TV episode where there's a big house party with just like kids running a wild. I loved it. We used to have fun because whenever there were house parties, it was typically, it was a really long day, but we all got to work together and it was always on location. Like this one has Donna's house party, which was the first time I think we see her house and mm-hmm. it was in Tarzana and that was my house for all 10 years of the show. Really? I used to love that house. It had mm. such a grandiose staircase. It was really something. All right. It had a, like a koi pond too in it somewhere. I don't think we ever showed it. Inside. It, it like led inside to outside and it was like see-through. So as you went up the stairs, you could like see it. From oh, wow. fancy. Like, you know, when you went up the staircase with Steve. Mm, we'll get to that. there. <laughs> yeah. Let's just wait on that one. Yeah, we will. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I um, remember... I just, just watching this episode, I feel all the fun. Like, I remember having, just having some, like, we were actually at a house party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was so fun with so many background actors and all the drinks and the food. And, and I, we really gussied up for a party back then. Did you notice? I mean, truly, like, nowadays, it's into where, like, your sweats. <laughs> yeah. You're going we, out sweats. This was, this was something else. This was like we were dressed to the nines and uh, Brandon was in a suit jacket and a tie. And my <laughs> favorite part was when Steve Sanders was in a turtleneck and a jacket. That's always a favorite look of mine. You know what? I'm going to go on record that I bet uh, wardrobe stylist did not pick that, that he did because <laughs> oh, I loves a good turtleneck. <laughs> to this day, he will. Remember? Yeah. Remember he would always put it on. We'd be like, take it take off. It and he's like, what? Off. But what, why turtleneck. we just have like a problem with turtlenecks, and I don't think everyone does. It's just <laughs> oh, because I say it to you. I don't mind a girl in a turtleneck, but I I'm not a fan of boys yeah. in turtlenecks. Or oh, he, Ian always says this to me: it's a mock, mm-hmm. it's a mock turtleneck. I'm like even worse. Take it off. <laughs> you 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 don't like it when I wear turtlenecks. You make that known. It depends. Like I like you and like. A red lip and a black turtleneck and your hair like all done because then you remind me of like Marilyn Monroe. But I don't <laughs> like you when you try to like, like oh, you know, geez. conservative turtleneck. Like turtlenecks can be sexy or they can be conservative. It's how you wear it. I, I just try to make you proud. And you do. You do every single day. I think I have lint in my wine. Well, I, I, I really, this I think might... I might go on record, but you know, it might change next week. Uh, that this might be my favorite episode of season one because it was just so fun. 
I'm going to agree with you so far because you guys, you know, we're starting over just like everyone else. We're watching this for the first time consecutively together. Mm -hmm. And I agree. This was totally my favorite episode so far. There was so much eye candy. Yeah, this uh, this is the episode was written by Jordan Budd. But I have to ask you, where are you watching the show? Like on what platform? I'm watching it on Hulu. Hulu, mm. me too. Are you? I, but we're going to come to the point in the program where they're not all there. So I'm on Amazon. Okay. okay. Are there commercials on the Amazon when they do it? Because on Hulu, there are so many freaking commercials. I can't no. handle it. Wait, mine doesn't have commercials. You guys what? need to watch on Amazon Prime and use what? Danielle's Wait. account. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, mine doesn't have commercials. Is that weird? On Hulu. You, you don't have commercials. Maybe I have like the no. old janky version. I need to Now update. you need to upgrade your Hulu and pay the extra four bucks oh, a month and no commercials. I was trying to get away with it for as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I the, the, the episodes might be off because earlier you said it was episode 12, but for me it was episode 11. Uh-oh. What, so I, can't, I don't know. Uh, 11, 12. Who knows? It, it was the matter. one with the party and the booze. It was the and BYOB. The drunk driving. Um, Donna is with some mysterious guy at the party. Yeah. Who's out of nowhere? And like, who, where did he come from? Who's the guy? I don't know, but it was weird. I saw her dancing with him at some point Mm -hmm. at at the party and it took me back. As soon as I saw her dancing, I I remembered that night filming that scene. And I was like, oh, I remember this. Gosh, I remember it, but I thought it was later in the series. And I was like, oh, it was first season. Okay. He was pretty great. He was pretty like comfortable (laughs) and fit right in. And I thought that he looked like he belonged there for sure. What was the story with that guy? I have no idea. No clue. (laughs) (laughs) No clue. Like in one part, I feel like I was like, eating or something while I was in the background dancing with him. I, I don't know what was happening there. Oh my God, I just remember what was happening there. <laughs> it, it, we, we had like, oh, oh boy, know, uh, I'm blanking out. Wait, you know when they bring in like second meal, but they have it just on set because it was so late. A, a snack? I guess it's like a snack. <laughs> like It was so many hours that it wasn't, you know, we get like breakfast and we get there and then we have like a full lunch and a break. We can go to our trailers and everything. It was like a hot snack that they did. <laughs> they call it a hot snack. Wait, yeah, wait, they, they call it a hot snack. And I don't know why, but I find that funny. Hot snack. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Who wants their hot I snack? Was, <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, for years and years, whenever they announce it on set, don't you repeat it like that? Hot Me snack. Too. Yeah. You have hot to yell snack. It out. <laughs> yeah. And you probably are like, oh, because well, I do it really loud, right? You do with that voice here, is that screech. Um, I just remembered. So it was uh, it was chicken wings and I was eating and then they were like, come back. And so I had my plate with my like blue cheese and my chicken wings. And then they were like, okay, like I had to go and jump into the scene. And so I was still eating. <laughs> you probably had like chicken in your teeth, but he, he looked real fun. <laughs> I like that guy. I like the looks of him. Yeah. I just felt like, okay, let's just talk about the, the parents. They, the parents set it up so that they clearly think Brandon is the more responsible one because mm-hmm. he's the boy and he's, you know, a minute older, whatever. Uh, and poor Brenda, she is, you know, the overdramatic, easily influenced, impressionable quote one. Mm-hmm. And she then, is. And then things change. Like a reversal of fortune. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. goes to show you, though, as, as I was watching that, I was like, uh, this basically tells me that I know Jack about <laughs> my kids. Like the, even Do you Jim know Jill, Cindy. though? <laughs> no, just Jack. <laughs> even Jim and Cindy didn't know what was what 
with their kids, you know? Like you feel like you know and you trust them and you think they're telling you the truth oh. and then they do that to you. Well, it's sad though because Brandon is the trustworthy one and I, f- I felt really bad for him in the moment in at Donna's party where he felt like everyone was looking at him like, let him just go, you know, he's not a cool guy and... And he made the wrong choice. And that was sad because he had so much peer pressure. He did have a lot of peer pressure. But he was kind of being a Debbie Downer, I got to say, at the party, at at Donna's party. It was like a little bit hiding, lurking in the shadows. (laughs) Oh, okay, wait. Maybe just socially awkward. I didn't feel the awkward. He didn't feel awkward. He just felt like he did not want to see anyone or be there. Just lurking in the shadows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I really... He didn't want to go. I really appreciated it when... um, he does loosen up a little because old Uncle Steve spikes his drink there. <laughs> Who does that? Who gives the guy that says, no, I'm good. I don't want to drink. Who gives that guy <laughs> some booze? It's well, like high school dick. kids. Steve do. Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but uh, <coughs> Ian's reaction, though, when it like hit him and he actually felt bad and he was like, sorry, was really cute. Like, oh, I see the heart. I was him. like, yeah, you did. Like, in one line, I was like, oh, one word. Yeah. I got it. But he still did it. But, you know. It was, it, was it at Donna's party that Kelly said, I don't, my mother drinks, I sip. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. I love that line. I guess Kelly's not into, well, it, so but far. You both get wasted, but like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're just classier just about it. just do it slower. Kelly just does slower. it slower. <laughs> oh, Yeah. But um, did you notice when he does like start to get a little loosey goosey? Um, <laughs> this is the best part. He Brandon was dancing. Did you see it? Yes. No. Wait. Now I've missed it. What? Oh, Wait. how did you miss this? I, I almost know. lost my. You know what? Because oh, I wish I could. See I just it. Rem- Brandon never dances. Brandon doesn't uh, dance. Like that was the uh-huh. whole, he would never thing. dance on mm-hmm. camera. And yeah. we had a lot of times when we were supposed to be dancing you know and different episodes and he would never dance but he danced in this episode and i saw it (laughs) don't you feel like that like storyline and that was like consistent through all seasons that brandon didn't dance don't you think it was probably jason just like nope not doing it and then they were like oh that's funny let's just keep writing it in that he like won't participate when they're all dancing yeah i know but yeah but i noticed that right away I was like, wait a minute. I don't, think I've, dance. I don't think I've ever seen Jason <clears throat> dance, like even in real life. No, 30 years. But nope. you, did you see who he was dancing with? <laughs> the blue gloves? Fina Ferris. I just love the name. Fina Ferris. Mm. Do you remember? Uh-oh. The Fina Ferris. The, like, that was story? one scene. She was just in one scene, this beautiful actress one scene made a lasting impression on all of us because I remember from that day forward, the Fina Ferris dance was like, <laughs> do, what is, do you see she, like a chicken or something? Poking like a chicken? Her? Wait, have to stop this. it. That's where the story came from? That's it was from Fina this? Fina? Yes, it, well, it had to be. That's the Fina Ferris. Oh, my God. I just remember always hearing it and not knowing. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't know. But it like consistently <laughs> everyone would talk about it for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's okay. so good. You well. guys have to rewatch it now and watch the, the, <laughs> Fina her dancing with him. And just just watch his face while she's doing it. He really does not know what to do. <laughs> it's so good. Maybe it was after this episode that he told producers, look, I can't. <laughs> I don't I, dance. Brandon can't dance. That's probably it. You're so right. <laughs> 
<laughs> ruined him. Tina oh Ferris ruined him forever for 10 seasons of no dancing. Oh, oh I thought we, it was uh, interesting that there was slow dancing at the party too. Like, I don't know, I ever went to a high school party where like a slow song came on. <gasps> I did. You that was did? the best. You would oh. like spray banaca in your mouth, and then you'd hope a boy asked you to slow dance, and then you would just stand there with your arms crossed around his neck party? and just like sway back and forth. Yeah, never at a house party. What for about me. the maybe not a house party? Am I lying? <clears throat> what about the fancy oh like uh, cocktails at the? high school rager like i i don't remember being served um margaritas <laughs> with a <laughs> lime beverly Hi- beverly hill she yeah. she she really classy no it was auto always like bartles and james right and like a red beer solo and- cup <laughs> yeah yeah mickey's they had like fancy glasses too the mm-hmm. glassware i guess they weren't worried about breaking glasses at donna's house poor donna they can just what buy more up like <laughs> Donna didn't do it, so I didn't do it. <laughs> I was really kind of disappointed in Kelly, though. I gotta say, she made a bad choice there. What are we gonna talk about? Which which bad choice did you make? Which which one? Wait, what do you mean? I made more than one in this episode. I don't know. You were getting a little little drink on. You were intoxicated. Are we gonna talk, Steve? Is that what mm-hmm. we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that was the um, that was the kiss scene where he made you practice. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think fans have heard about this notorious practice kiss scene, um, uh. and it was really well. It was the Lifetime movie, the unauthorized Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero, where they had people play us that this kiss scene was really like came to life. People Wait. were like, "Oh my god, did I wonder if that really happened?" This scene was in that firm. Yes. Uh, I had no idea. And you confirmed it did happen, so you have to tell the story now. Yeah, that definitely happened. I, I really want to to talk to I about his memory of this because I have oh we will I have a I have a memory we we didn't know each other that well you know this is only we we just gotten started in the show and we were exes from the beginning and always sort of feuding and then in this episode all of a sudden we read that. Kelly and Steve start making out on the stairs and then they go up to the bedroom, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember being on the set at that house filming the show and Ian was like, hey, Jen, can I talk to you for a second? (laughs) Um, He takes me over to the side. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, what's up? Uh, Can can we, I think we should practice uh, the kiss, you know, so it looks real because- we have to look like we've kissed before and, uh, you know, we want it to look really comfortable and really real. Um, uh, that, okay, that makes sense. Uh, all right, let's do that. And so we, in the garage, he took me into the garage. <laughs> and it's he cringeworthy right now. He didn't me. even put down a blanket. <laughs> He kissed me in the garage, and I'll never forget it. And it was like, it was like a lovely kiss uh, under those circumstances. I don't remember if there was tongue. You filthy liar. Yeah, you you don't remember. You just said, I'll never forget it. it, I like I said, it was a lovely, it was a good kiss. He's a good kisser. Uh. But then it was over and we filmed the scene. And um, 
Did you rehearse once? Wait, wait, we got to go back. Did you? Did you rehearse one time? Two times? How long was it? One good, (laughs) nice, private kiss in the garage. I can't. And then I was like, Did you feel tingly afterwards? I'm good. I'm good. Let's, uh, I think we should go inside. That's a valid question, Tori. Did you feel like, tingly? Did you feel like tingly? Like, ooh, your stomach, like, ah, oh, butterflies. Like, hmm. No, I'm sorry to say I didn't. Only because mm. he was already like a brother to me. Like, I, I just loved him on such a different level. And so it was just weird, 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 weird. So big kudos and credit to Ian Ziering <laughs> because, wow, that, that's amazing. He got Tell it this in young there. starlet that's super young and hot and sexy of age, though. And hey, like we should practice this kiss. Like, <laughs> wow, we'll have to get his version when we do the live podcast. I know. What if he doesn't remember it at all? He does. He does. Okay, good. I think. <laughs> I think that's good. I think he's like absolutely, yeah. But let's hear what he says. I'm sure it's a different experience from a boy's perspective. Did you have a moment where you were like, no? Yes, I had a moment of like, where the fuck is Tori? Like, what? why am I in here alone? Why is this happening? Yeah, for sure. I didn't know this was happening. I feel no. like you I off with your boyfriend eating chicken wings or something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it like, was yeah. weird. But I did think that it paid off because, you know, they looked, uh, they looked familiar with each other uh, going upstairs there. it was a two second kiss it was so like so small if it had been a scene like i gotta say like i've always heard about this story and i didn't remember though that it was adonis party and i didn't remember it was just like halfway up the stairs like a little tiny kiss and then let's go up i thought it was like practicing for a scene no that was it that was <laughs> it like, a wide shot <laughs> you can just barely see you guys up in the stairs <laughs> But you're right. It looked totally familiar from five minutes before that in the garage. It was awesome. Oh, so good. Anywho, I'm all hot and bothered now. I think it's the perfect time to take a break. And we should come <laughs> back with Jim and Cindy and them leaving town. The matching tennis outfits and all that. Oh, yeah. And then the party at the Walsh's. <laughs> Hey everyone, so as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S 
com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so after the party, Brenda and Brandon, they go home, right? And she just makes a really, like a freshman mistake mm-hmm. going in for the kiss on the mom. No, right? boy but, parents. But first of all, but first, Brandon is like, you know, mom's going to be sitting on the sofa <laughs> reading <laughs> the same book that she was reading in eighth grade. <laughs> And that was always my mom when I went out. Like, she was always up and just – she always had food. Like, she had just come down and was just making herself a snack in the kitchen, like, waiting. And then she'd act like it was, like, no big deal. But I know <laughs> she was, like, clocking, like, how I was walking, my – everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you always go straight up to your room. You never lean in for a kiss. No, that's my thing. When yep. you come home from from being out, you come in and even you come into my room and kiss me goodnight. Like I want. No, yep. really, seriously. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to take note of that for Man. when my kids get older. same. Oh, come gosh. give mommy kisses. I love you. Oh. And then you're just all, <laughs> yeah, sniffing them down. Yeah, I was really okay. bummed that Brenda did that because she. They got busted the next morning by the tennis players. <laughs> those outfits. <laughs> I happen to really like those outfits, by the way. I was taken aback. I was, wow. What, it reminds you of your golf outfits a little bit, you <laughs> yes. and Dave? Yeah. I was like, I want that. I want I want matching outfits with my husband so we can go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Oh, my gosh. Know. Actually, you'd look really cute. I would love that. But I felt like Brenda was so sassy to them. She was the one getting busted. She was the one in the wrong. And she was like, like she was sassy to them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think in her defense, if she's always being attacked and always being accused and always being, she's got to build up this wall against her parents. And so that's why she's always so snappy. Maybe. And she didn't rat Brandon out. No, she's she was good that way, right? I feel like with siblings, you always kind of have their back. You have to. But he didn't. He didn't have her back. He said, oh, yeah, I think she had one drink. Well, after she got caught. I don't know. The whole thing was just a sticky situation. Leading to an even stickier situation. Dun, dun, dun. Which one? The next house party. The next house party. At Casa Walsh. I recognize so many of the background extras from that party. Like, I was like, hey, there's Lance. Hey, there's... I could see all the people. Like, I remember them. Like, I went to high school with them. We always worked with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, before the party, should we talk about um, when Jim and Cindy go to Palm Springs? And, and, yes. Um, Let's do it. Then they meet their neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Oh. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> like, oh, no. So did, funny. Did you see the way the guy was dressed? He looked exactly like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> they were real cute, though. I wanted them to be my neighbors. They're oh. swingers. Yeah. You're finding so much more about you now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right over. (laughs) So for the next house party, though, Brenda really got her her curling iron going. She had a curly hairdo. Looked very like Breck girl. Very sassy. It feels so unshannon to make a decision like that. It did. It felt really out of out of nowhere, like curly hair. Like kind of half up and. Yeah. I mean, it looked beautiful. It looked like Glam beautiful. City, but it was weird for me to see Brenda's hair like that. But anyway, um, did you guys hear the funny line from Scott from Scott Scanlon at that party where he says to David, uh, Dave's like, oh, it's such a cool party. He goes, yeah, yeah, same people who ignore me at school get to ignore me here. <laughs> <laughs> he was adorable in that. so cute. Douglas Emerson. David got to dance with Kelly. That was huge. Oh, that was no, his crush. She used him, though. She used <laughs> she him sure and did. just discarded him like an old <laughs> tissue. Dedicating a song to her at school and everything when he Oh, did yeah. Oh. And she, the look she gives I guess him. I was just sloppy seconds then, right? Yeah, he didn't even. He just had like goo-goo eyes for Kelly for a while. And then all of a sudden he didn't yeah. anymore. It's true. What were they drinking at the Walsh party? Purple pleasures. That's what they called them. Did you ever, did you guys ever have like a, do you remember any of your famous high school drinks? Purple Hooters? No, wait. uh, 
Nope, no, nope. ours was something else. Purple Nurples. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to drink Purple Nurples, which was like all the alcohols together eventually make something purple and then you drink it. Oh my. And it might make your nipples purple. That's why we call it a purple nurple. But you guys wouldn't be drinking on set, would you? No, that was fake. She means in like real life when we were that age. Oh, when we were working? No. Ever? I always wondered that with actors. Is there ever a little bit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely when you get a group of kids together like that. Yeah. And they're supposed to be all like loose and having a party. Mm -hmm. There's definitely going to be some booze flowing in the dressing rooms. Okay. Like not during like if we were filming like a party scene, it was during the day like that never happened. And it never happened until we were all legal to drink. Um, But it happened a lot with like Peach Pit after dark scenes. Yeah. Because we would be filming like Friday nights. So they would go like late all night. So at like 10 o'clock. You always say, oh, oh we were legal. It I was get legal. nervous. What are you talking about? We, I was 19. Yeah. Oh, I meant over 18. You're right. In Canada. <laughs> Canada. So when we cute. would shoot in Canada. She's so cute. She doesn't want to get in trouble. She doesn't want to get <laughs> anybody in trouble. No one's going to come after you, Tori. Totally. <laughs> oh, my God. tell the people the truth. <laughs> we were loaded. <laughs> that just took me back to BH90210 two summers ago where we're definitely of legal age in our 40s and we would be sneaking wine in the trailers in the same cups we would be sneaking wine in the dressing rooms back then and i and we still felt like we were going to get caught you still feel like you're like so true we got caught remember (laughs) yeah we got caught but we were we were still we were doing our jobs still like we it didn't you know get in the way of anybody's like no it never got to, like that you never yeah. got wasted no that but would we would have like bad. a cup of wine or a cup cup of beer okay you mm-hmm. like a little loosey you know and have a little more just fun. like this podcast from time I feel to like time. the boys <laughs> would be all into like tequila shots and we'd be like no hey. we'll just have our wine anyway are we gonna get in trouble no, you're, no. Gonna, you're definitely going to get in trouble. I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm so scared. <laughs> Who's going to call? The principal? My parents? Who's going to call? I'm so yeah. scared, you guys. I'm going to get in trouble. Just <sighs> give him my number. I'll take care of it. Okay. As usual. Thank you. Um, did you guys see when Jim was in the in the hot tub? I just, I know I shouldn't talk about this again, but she I have to talk about it. She loves to go back it. to the parents. I really, Don't. <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. <laughs> I know it's yeah. That's an, I here we go. Wait I for love it. men with hairy chests in real life, and now I know why. Now I've realized it's my well. Maybe it was Jim's fault. Did you see that hair sweater he was wearing in the jacuzzi? Jim's <laughs> <laughs> is never going to guest star on I have our no show. Comment. Like you, uh, trust yeah, me, he, he should be proud he had the magic of that. carpet on on the front. Yeah. I think he should be really proud of it and 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 just be like, yeah, I was a hairy. <laughs> it's like that picture of Burt Reynolds, that like sexy picture with the rug, the bear rug, like yeah. that was famous in the 70s. Like, uh-huh. yeah, Jim just, Walsh had good for him that he could grow that. Grow that. I'm sure men everywhere wish they could grow hair like that. You could like braid that, braid it. Hmm. It was so, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of hair. And she's but obsessed also, with it. I also, mean, yeah. at the same time, I was like, "Ooh, I like that," and then I was like, "Oh, I don't want to get in that jacuzzi because of his hair." 
Well, because it probably fell off in there in the jacuzzi, maybe. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) You say I go one step too far. Like... (laughs) And then sis is going to be like, imagine the ball hairs. And then like, and then this whole thing is going to sh- Nobody's talking about the ball hair. You are sicko. Oh, my God. You know who had a, a funny line I laughed so hard was Trudy in that scene when she said, I've been waiting all weekend to go around the goosey goosey ducky ducky with you, Jim. Oh, what is the goosey goosey? And she was swinging her rose thing. The goosey goosey. <laughs> Where is she now? I want. I, I feel love. like I've seen her in so many things. What was she in? I didn't. I, mean, I a million things. I'm sure she's so, so many great. things. I thought Dylan was exceptionally uh, strong in this episode. Like really, yeah. I don't know. I just his character was, from last episode. Mm-hmm. His character yeah. was really strong in this, as far as like being who he was and not giving into the peer pressure that everybody else was giving into, but still supporting his girlfriend and his friend and. I don't know. He just felt like a really good guy in this episode. So then they run out of booze. What do you do when you run out of booze? God, kids have it so easy these days, probably. They just I mean, Postmates. Postmates that are- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Actually, I mean, that's a good thing because then at least if they're going to drink it, they're safely at home and not driving to go pick up more. Sure. Yes. There's, this, there's the boozy lining. <laughs> but Brandon didn't have that luxury. He had to get no. in old Mondale for the last mm-hmm. time. And... Uh, that was a cr- pretty uh, fun little Intense. stunt sequence. I like the stunt driving. I felt like it was really mm-hmm. realistic when he was screeching mm-hmm. around the corner and then all of a sudden he rams into that truck and he ends up in the slammer. So Brenda has to call the moms and the dads and tell them, Oof. I don't want to get that phone call while I'm in Palm Springs. Yeah, that that's, that's going to ruin a swinger situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a buzzkill. Yeah. So he he seems so remorseful though, and that the bruise looked really realistic on on his face. Did y'all notice that? He had mm. like a um, little shiner on his cheek, and it looked really good. So whoever did that makeup, good job, good job. It's always hard for me to see like when I not hard. It's not always hard. It was hard for me to see it because it made me think Jason was in a major car accident when he used to race cars professionally and he almost died. So like seeing him in any kind of car accident with anything, it's like <gasps> flash forward. Mm, I know that was like kind of you know? foreboding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad he got arrested. I'm glad he went to jail. I'm glad he, he only lost his license for three weeks. Did you guys clock that though? They, they suspended his license for three weeks. Is that what happens if you get a DUI? I doubt it. Mm-mm. But also wait, 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 wait. This goes back to earlier in the episode, but I'm just picking up on it. Um, Jim says the legal age was 18 back then. Is that true? Was it different? I it mu- I don't know. It must have changed. I know it was 18. I think it may be varied from state to state. So if if it was, that makes me sit like that makes it true when I say like we were of legal age when we drank in the dressing rooms in 902. <laughs> Not if the makes- law changed. This episode was like heavy on the on the theme, so like. The 70s. Peer pressure, drunk driving, trust issues with parents. We had it all going on. In the 80s, the drinking age was raised to 21 in 1984. Wow. And it was 18. But not then. It was 1991. Right. So it's 21. He said, I think Jim said it used to be that way. 
when he was in college. When Jim was in college, it was the 70s. I was just reading her notes. Okay, now I get it, got it, got it, got it. Um, Which is fine. We don't need 18-year-olds. Leaking, no, drinking. I can't believe it was that. Wait. I mean, do we even? I, the, the whole driving at sixteen for me is like really. That's kids these days aren't excited about their license as, at least I was or my generation was. Yeah, yeah we were psyched. Yeah, everybody, you were like the minute you turned fifteen and a half, you went and got your mm-hmm. permit, and then you lined up to get your so, driver's license. Yeah, right? yeah. So but many of them just want to Uber it everywhere. No, mm-hmm. no, nobody wants to take the responsibility of driving. <laughs> I wonder not why. Not bad at that. I hope my kids are like that. I hope they don't want to get their license. <laughs> <sighs> I wanted, I, I, I have, but my older one wasn't as like, um, wasn't like a big rush for her. But then my uh, Lola wanted to get hers right away and she got it mm-hmm. right away. And she wanted that like freedom and independence. And I love driving. So I totally get that. And I taught them both to drive. So I. I know that I knew that Lola at least was a really good driver, so I didn't feel terrible about her going out there. But and then kind of you're like, mate, you know what? <clears throat> at least if they're driving, they have control. Like they're they have some, you know, degree of control on you know their evening and how they get home. Hopefully, that's true. You're right. Yeah, and my I'm always I always thought there's no way I know how smart my kid is and again completely naive could be a Jim and Cindy moment in my brain but uh you know I I was like no way she would drink and then drive a car she would never want to lose that privilege you know like she knows how important that is to her independence and she would never want to lose that and I I I don't to my knowledge (laughs) she's never abused that thank god Knock on wood. That was my head. (laughs) Just (laughs) kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Can we talk about Brandon and Andrea kissing? Mm. Oh, we forgot about that. I know. I didn't know that happened. Small little zinger. It was like a little sneaky peeky kissy, like quickie. And she didn't hate it. Mm -hmm. No, she didn't. Sexual tension was strong. Mm -hmm. But then she was like, you're drunk. The first time you kiss me, you're drunk. Like, I like that. <laughs> well, she asked him out on a date, technically, first, to right? To play. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she's so, like, up for anything. She came to the party all by herself. Like, she, I love that old Andrea Zuckerman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever went to a party by myself in high school. Never. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. That's brave. I still don't go anywhere by myself. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> is, that, is that weird? <laughs> nope. Same. Oh, I hate being by myself, like out in the world. I mean, I love being alone, but like, you know, when you go somewhere, scary. She was brave. Yeah, it is. You know what the end? Well, first of all, there, there was AA at the school. Yeah. There was an AA class. That Dylan takes Brandon to at the end of the episode. And it was just weird for me that it was like in one of the classrooms at the school. Do you think that was it? Does that really happen? Do they have AA meetings at high schools or was that just like a time and set saver money saver for us to reuse a set to 
shoot that scene on? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, yeah. they have them after hours at different places. Like churches and stuff, right? Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say that. But I guess it could technically be at, at a high school. I don't know, though. But those were, they seem like all youngins, like student age kids. Well, it's just like how our school had its own self-help, like uh, call-in group. The hotline thing? Like hotline mm-hmm. at our own school. Like, so I guess we have everything. We offer everything. Full yeah. service. Bev Hills. <laughs> got to get the tuition yeah but then when when um oh wait i first wanted to ask you what happened donna i thought was a goody goody like all this in season one donna it likes to party like she's divine party I, I don't know i just felt like first season donna was different did you i'm sensing it a little bit after i'm watching this episode I feel like they didn't know what her character was. Mm-hmm. So they were still in the lane of like the Beverly Hills, like party girls, popular party girls with Kelly and Donna a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she wasn't sense. like that. Yeah. They just had no idea. Right. Right. And then I'm assuming you sort of got developed, your character developed. It, it, yeah. It took more after me because I'm such a sweet girl. Such a little angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> If people only knew. Mm-hmm. The virgin. they only knew. Oh, my God. I've been hiding behind that character for 30 years. <laughs> Still working. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> Don't let her out. Please. I've seen it. Don't let her out. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> Terry. We're talking about Terry right now. My alter ego. Ooh. Tell us more. <laughs> Wait, Sissy, do you have an alter ego or is it just um <laughs> i mean sure i guess we all do if we drink we, probably. yeah like does somebody come out and do you named that person you're like no loose no we haven't named yours who's yours yours rarely comes out Ugh. no I can, I can she's so in control i'm not in control i can just i can drink a lot i can handle my alcohol thank you very much the skill i've developed over the years i'm very proud of it yeah, <laughs> she is good. But what what would what would your alter ego be though if if we had to name her? Um, Ginger. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I made that up. Terry and Ginger hit the town. Oh, look out! <laughs> A special episode of nine zero two one OMG. Okay, sis, you got to name her. <laughs> what what what? Who are you going to be, sis? When we get loaded, when, I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, but. I don't know. I get pretty sassy and loud. I can imagine. So. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> name her, name her, name her, name her. She'd be sassany. <laughs> sassany. There it is. Okay. Thank you. I'll be here all night. <laughs> I feel like there's got, no, I want to, no. Mm-mm. It's got to be something different with an S. Mm. Like Sophia. Oh, okay. That came Ooh, right to you. Very something. Mm-hmm. So we got Ginger, Terry, and Sophia <laughs> next up to the stage. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, good Lord, help us all. <laughs> when um, at the end, though, when Jim hugs Brandon, I got all choked up mm. because. He's, he hugged him and he squeezed him so tight like you do your kids because you just love them and you're, 
you want them to be okay and safe and, but, you know, learn and make their mistakes and do all the things that they have to do. But that hug just got me. I don't know why. Yeah. No, it was good. It was an interesting approach they had as parents to picking up at, picking him up at jail and not reacting. Mm-hmm. 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 And that like really got me thinking of like what I would do as a parent. Like what would you two do as a parent if you're in that situation? Well, now that I've seen this episode, <laughs> I would try to act more like Jim and Cindy because I think that that was the really the like right way to handle it that felt um, loving, but at the same time not, you know, just not okay, but yeah, like not just right, like it this off, conversation's not over. But. Let's talk about it in the morning. I, I recently did that with uh, in, in a situation where for, for one of the first times in my life, I handled it well. Um, where <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning, people, I'm learning. Um, where you know, you want to fly off the handle and you want to scream and like flip out, but instead, you just kind of take a deep breath and say. I'm, I need some time to process this. Let's talk about it tomorrow when I have my, a clear mind about it. And I, I think that that, that's how I hope to be able to handle things like that in the future. I mean, I hope I never have to pick my kids up from jail, but you never know. Yeah. I hope I never have to pick you up from jail. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be more like the other way around. I would probably call you if I got arrested. You know, I don't answer my phone. Well, what am I going to do then? You better hope they give you a text too, because if you call one, <laughs> no, you don't get a text. You don't get it one text when you go to jail. <laughs> what do you mean times? These times they are changing. Like, yeah, don't you get a text know. now? You get one Instagram DM. I heard you get all of this. <laughs> you get to DM one tweet somebody. only. <laughs> oh you get to slide into someone's DM just once. Oh, you would definitely come. You to better pick me. Then. Yeah, you would definitely yeah. see that, and you would come and say, "I would me. see that. I'd be there." <laughs> all right we need to take a break um we'll be right back we, we haven't discussed lots of the fashion um and some more favorite lines plus you guys have speaking of dms mm-hmm. you have a few Ooh. yes that we need to respond to when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School... I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, ladies, so let's talk about fashion. Okay. Where do we start with this episode? This episode was chocked full of meaningful moments from the parents, (laughs) from Brenda's uh, crocheted blouse to, uh, it was like a, I don't know, there was crochet. There was a lot of knitting and. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah. That white, that white lace crochet thing really stood out. Yeah. I felt like maybe she borrowed it from Nana. (laughs) I didn't like that one. No, yeah, I didn't love it either. It was like a hint of boho, but maybe ahead of its time because it wasn't in the '90s, right? Yeah, but I, I thought that. Um, oh, you had a good fashion moment. You want to talk about your little fashion moment there, Missy? I know we've talked about before, like the tops Donna wears perhaps <laughs> wouldn't be allowed at a high school, but this one was like a whole nother level. I was literally, I, ha- I couldn't remember it. I had to look back twice, wearing a black bra and an open jean shirt. Like a maybe a bathing suit, like a little. It did. At first, it looked like a teeny weeny, it's a bitsy teeny weeny black triangle bikini. <laughs> you had a shirt over it. so Over it, but the shirt's open. It's like, it, 
it almost is like a dream. And you're like, wow, I'm going to dream naked at school. Because it was like, it looks like I had my bra on and then I ran out of the house and put to. my shirt on and didn't button it up. Yeah, I like, forgot. I just forgot. I mean, good thing I have the largest black headband on in the history of headbands because that's a little distracting. And I have to be honest, if I had had my boobs done at this point, that outfit would be unacceptable. <laughs> like it was a little bit of a saving grace that there it was like the small titty committee you know if you did not that was not your committee by the way you had boobs then L- well uh, look at them in this episode you can see them because i'm wearing them at school <laughs> in the hallway at my lockers on full display <laughs> but they were tiny i wonder when we were filming that scene like what shannon thought of that shirt or what i what I was like, what What are you wearing? <laughs> Do you think you were judging me during that? Probably jealous. Probably like, you. why is her tummy so tan? Mine's so white. <laughs> oh, my God. I, so uh, The tanning salon was like definitely on my schedule once a week back then. Really? For sure. That was yeah. Like- Youth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the beds, right? Full on beds. Didn't Not know. a spray tan. Nope. Mm-hmm. Ah, not I mean, terrible. that was the 90s. You are going to yeah. knew at that. I think I was feeling pretty confident there. Like I... You should. You look amazing. It's so... I'm... I was so not a confident girl, but yet I wore that in a scene. Like, what the heck? You mm. must have been confident in the way you looked. You had to have been to wear that. My, I think yeah. my body I was confident mm-hmm. with. It was like... Yeah. We talked about the fancy party clothes. We talked about the turtleneck. Your favorite girl, Fina Ferris. You talked about Fina Ferris she, and her. She was wearing blue satin gloves. That's crazy. There was a lot of buns in this episode. You and Brenda were kind of twinning in a lot of ways in, in many scenes. Really? Like you both wore yeah. your hair up. Updos. Yeah. I didn't go curly though. I hadn't, hadn't done the curls yet. Not yet. For some reason. A lot of body suits and jeans in this episode. Did- Mm-hmm. Dylan and Brandon's sideburns really stood out to me this episode. Really? This one. Yeah, they're just they're just so long and defined and I guess I didn't notice them, but you're right. I mean, they were they were a thing. Like they were famous. They, those sideburns. Mm-hmm. They they had like their own fan club. <laughs> they were starting to get their shape. That's all. Yeah. They were in this one, huh? Uh-huh. That's interesting. I wonder if people were starting to say, like in the makeup trailer hair they were like oh good sideburns and like what made them really focus on that who could grow them better <laughs> it was a Ooh, sideburn off sideburn competition i feel like it was always a dylan thing and then all but brandon had them yeah when i think about it i always think of dylan yeah mm-hmm. me too yeah it was like always like whose who's sideburns are longer who had the higher hair they both had like the high Mm-hmm. Pomp of the hair. Yeah. Wait. Did you guys yeah. have any um, favorite lines for our uh, nine hundred two one? I oh, told no, you guys you my goosey goosey ducky ducky one. That was it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I mean, I had that one for Kelly, but my my mom drinks. I sip. That was a good one. Oh, oh, my! Another one was when Brandon get is a little drunk at Casa Walsh, and he's like. Okay, don't have a cow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love like, that. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I won't have I, a cow. I liked when Brandon, when 
I liked when Brandon, when they were driving home and he was a little drunk and they like came to a screeching halt after Donna's party and he was like, all women want is sex. It's disgusting. What? <laughs> what was he referring to? He was like joking, like how everyone was so like, I don't know. I don't even remember. But when he said it, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that one stood out too. And I, I had a favorite Donna line. It was in the hallway. It was early in the episode. And she was like, hot and heavy. Oh, my God. In the, and you you said it like, hot and heavy. Like, heavy. And yeah, and you were like, I it was in reference like, to something what? you. Hmm? No, it was like in reference to you making a typical, like in the beginning, every episode, like a Kelly, like sex joke. Yeah, she Kelly makes one in this episode, too. Like she's walking yeah. there in the very beginning. She says something about um, referring. They're referring to. I don't know. They're I don't know what it was. It's this scene. Yes, that's the scene. next weekend at the par- at uh, when Donna. Oh, I'm having a party tonight. Donna says, and you say, make sure you change the sheets in the guest house or something Ew. like that. And I say hot and heavy, or maybe it's flip flop, but it's they're talking about yeah, Brendan Dillon getting it right. on. I don't know if girls talk like that. Just I don't think they do. Jordan I might have been, might have been a miss on the <laughs> dialogue there. But <laughs> Kelly always did in the beginning episodes, mm-hmm. and then she stopped. Like it, once her character was more defined. How many times would you guys have to do those scenes, like the walking down the hallway? Yeah, call, we call those a walk and talk. Um, <laughs> a lot. Oh, really? Those were the most because most of them were what we call, they call oneers. So they had to get mm. in one shot if it was like a walk and talk down the hallway. And then once they stopped, then they could go in and do coverage on two people or one person. But you had to get all your lines right all the way, like if you were walking. And there was like a, a gajillion people involved because there was mm-hmm. all the other kids in the hallway and everybody was kind of had to go in the right places at the right times. Those were always really hard for me, especially in the beginning because I didn't feel as confident. And like it was always Brenda, Kelly, and Donna. And three people had to get into one shot. And they were really the two alphas and I'm just not. So I would always kind of like fall behind and be like, okay, I got to get in the middle because I have to be in the shot, but I feel like I should stay behind. So I was always doing that little shimmy with the two of you. (laughs) And you guys were just like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was in my head from 30 years ago, and now I just like said it. Yeah, well, I'm glad you let it out. No problem. I feel so much better now. <laughs> well, you guys have to let out a little bit more. We have two DMs that we need to get to. This one's from Frank. Frank, Frank slid into our DMs. Wondering how you guys and the rest of the crew would have handled social media if it were around when the show was at its height of its popularity. Mm. That would have gotten a little <laughs> nuts, probably. Because we were so young, I feel like we wouldn't have known what was appropriate, what wasn't. Posting things that maybe someone would be like, no, 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 take that down. Yeah, because even like doing interviews back then, they would give us kind of like training on what to say and how to say if if they felt that we needed it, you know. And thank goodness. I mean, I think they probably set us up for um, doing well in that environment for the rest of our careers. But I, I don't know. We that we could have gone off the rails with the with the if we had the internet back then. Oh my gosh! Imagine the Instagram stories that would have been posted. 
imagine how the much selfies. more the the reach would have been for the show. Like how many more people yeah. we could have, you know, had watching it. Yeah, you guys, remember, we did this without social media. So without, <laughs> it made a yeah. pretty lasting impression. No, yeah, nothing. All on our own. Wow. Interesting. And it took a while, right? Season one wasn't Not necessarily so like put you guys on the map right away. It wasn't until mm-hmm. I think summer of the following year when you guys decided to do fresh shows during the summer when everybody else was doing reruns. Yep, that was it. All right, next one is from Kristen. Have you ever Ooh. have you ever had a celebrity tell you they are a fan of the show and it really surprised you? Yeah. I think they want you to call them out. Right. I would love to be able to remember who it was, but I can definitely <laughs> remember being in that situation of being like, wait, you watched the show? <laughs> or just say, or having someone say, oh my God, I used to be so in love with Brandon and Brenda or Brandon and Dylan or I love, I was so, I love that show so much. I watched every week with my friends. Like I, uh-huh. that, that doesn't just come from like fans of the show. We We hear that across the board, I think from like, whether they're famous or not. And you're always like, mm. what? You really, you like the show? Oh, that's Yeah, nice. and they'd be like, I grew up with you guys, of course. And you're like, what? But like, what celebs? Come on, we need, we want to hear some names. Tori, you're better at this. I, I can't remember. I mean, the only notable one I can remember was being in Vegas during the show and at another table, there was a group of friends and Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Stiller were there and they were looking at me and I, of course, was like, they hate me. Oh my God. I'm such a huge fan of Gwen Paltrow and I think she hates me. And then Why did they, you just assume she hates you? Because <laughs> that's me. You know me. And I was young then, so I really thought everybody hated oh, me. Totally. And I don't know, so silly. And then they were like talking and looking over. And then they came over and they were like, We're playing um a sol- <laughs> we're playing a scavenger hunt. And there's one thing on our scavenger hunt and it says, um, get it was like take a picture or something with a celebrity. And she was like, I'm a big fan. Can we take a picture with you? I still don't know if they were laughing at me, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming no, because they're both super nice. But um, I took a picture with them, and that was part of their scavenger hunt they were doing in Vegas, and they liked the show. That's a good one. I can't yeah. remember, yeah. like, any specific names, but I def- it's ha- happened. Like, you know, there's – I mean, when you go and, like, do a talk show or something where there's other, yeah. other you know, um, actors or guests or whatever on the show – it's always interesting to meet them backstage where you've never met them before. And, and yeah, sometimes they look at you like they know you or they, they're they super friendly to you and you don't know why because you've never met them. But it probably comes from they watched the show too when they were young and, you know. Or during that time. Like if you had you guys met Bill Clinton during the 90s, I don't know if you did or didn't, and like he told you ladies – Hey, I'm a huge fan of the show. I want you in a blue dress. We were like, okay. (laughs) No. What? I was supposed to meet Bill Clinton once, but um, I was was in Washington for some event, and I was supposed to go to the White House and go to the Oval Office and have a meet and greet with him, the whole thing. But I was late. I couldn't. You're never late. I I don't know what happened, but I, I couldn't get my act together, and... We got there and they're like, uh, President Clinton had to leave, but um, his cat's here. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say cat? Yeah. Yeah. What? So I, got, I got to meet his cat. 
You're such a lucky girl. I know. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, that was actually more fulfilling for me. <laughs> I really love animals. <laughs> well, yeah, there you have Bill it. Clinton's pussy, you lucky girl. <laughs> ah, okay. I think that's a wrap, ladies. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to take On that my note, little nipples and get out of here. <laughs> My I don't goodness. think when we were making these, we thought that it would look like nipples you guys are on a shirt. Look like but nipples. I'm, I'm crushing on it. No, because I like that it's like, it's kind of female empowerment and love and everything we're about. Jenny's talking about our merch uh, <laughs> and it's, um, and now she's caressing herself in, on the Zoom and for all of us to watch. So. Oh my God, they look so big right I now. told you, the shirt really... I know. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm not going to look like on me. All right, everybody, watch the next episode. (laughs) You guys, I think we should mention that our live virtual event is coming up. There's still tickets available, so get them before they sell out, you guys. Yeah, our uh, VIP VIP, uh, event after is totally sold out, but we still have tickets available. Mm Mm-hmm to Never watch know. the virtual live. So mm-hmm. make sure you click the link in our bio at 90210MG podcast. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Come, right. come, come. It's it's our version of Galentine's Day. But boys, wel- welcome. Galentine's Day. No, wait. Boyentine's Day. Whatever. Just G. <laughs> G Day. Just no. come. Huh? Just come hang out with us. Guys Just and come. gals. Guys and dolls. Aw, I like that. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to do our podcast live and you're going to watch it. And uh, and Ian Ziering is our special guest star. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yay. So excited. We have many questions for him. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. <laughs> have a great week. Okay. Bye. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.